0: Digital Marketing Radio, episode 133. What social media management tools should you be using? DigitalMarketingRadio.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Aweber. Build your email list, engage your subscribers, do email the right way. I've arranged a special deal for all digital marketing radio listeners, and that's a 60 day free trial with the email marketing software provider I use, Aweber. Lock in your 60 day free trial. Plus, view a video that I've recorded on the three reasons why I use their service at awebercom DMR. Just go to awebercom DMR to get started today. The big interview with David Bain. I'm David Bain, and this is Digital Marketing Radio: weekly interviews with online marketing gurus. Catch up with all the previous episodes at digitalmarketingradio.com. I'm joined today by a man who specialises in social media tools and systems to turbo-boost your productivity and efficiency. He's a speaker, trainer, consultant, web developer, and founder of Seriously Social. Welcome to DMR, Ian Anderson Gray.
1: Thanks, David. It's great to be here.
0: Well, wonderful. Yeah, uh, thanks for joining me. Well, you can find Ian over at iag.me. So, Ian, what's it like to have a .me domain?
1: Well, yeah, it's it's fun. I, it's kind of uh, more of a kind of personal side. So- gives it gives it a more of a personal side of things, I think. So, and I, I was, I mean, all the dot coms have gone anyway.
0: So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> when did they, when did they launch again? It's a good point.
1: Um, probably, I, I'm guessing around six or seven years ago. I mean, it's a country domain. I can't remember which country it is. Yeah, but all of these have got different countries. So, um, but it's a lot of a lot of people using it just as a more of a personal sounding domain and that was that was really why i set up seriously social.
0: All right okay i saw um you started on twitter um in in your notes and your website in november 2006 i, w- I was on there in uh, 2007 april 2007 actually so just after you for that <laughs> uh, but i've i've got the i've got the um the name my name david bain on on twitter and also the dot coddy uk i couldn't get the dot com though that that was a bit of a challenge to get.
1: Oh it's hard isn't it? Yeah i i started off actually with a completely different Twitter handle back then. Um, I mean, I trained as a singer, so I had, uh, I mean, I still got it. Baritone UK is my original Twitter handle. And then I wanted to diversify, so I got another one. And I seem to be this kind of um, serial Twitter uh, Twitter account creator. And I, I don't ask me how many Twitter accounts I've got, but it's a lot. Uh, although I only really use two or three of them on a, on a regular basis
0: okay well i'll I'll try another semi-related question which is how many social networks are you actively on at the moment
1: oh good question uh well definitely actively two or three but uh, on a regular basis i will use five or six so it's you know twitter facebook google plus i do like google plus although i don't get on there very often these days and pinterest and linkedin
0: I see that Google Plus launched um, or relaunched a little bit over the last week or two and um, enhancing their community section, I believe, as well. And um, there's one over other part of it as well that, that, that they're focusing on. Um, did that turn your head a little bit more towards what they're doing or is, is that not really a priority network for you at the moment?
1: I love Google Plus because it is where a lot of people in the marketing industry hang out and it's really where the fantastic conversations can happen. There's some amazing people there. And I find that if I'm having a conversation on Twitter, quite often I will then take it over to Google Plus and, and have a deeper level conversation on Google Plus. But it's, the problem has been that there's just not been the same take take up on Google Plus as there have been on other platforms such as Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So it is it just takes a bit more effort in my mind to kind of remember to go to Google Plus. And every time I do, I realize, why didn't I do it before? Because... I, I do get a lot of interactions. I've got a lot of engagement on Google+. Plus, um, But it always seems yet another network to have to bother with, if mm. that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's intriguing. You actually seem to actually use it differently than other networks. You, you appear to have a higher quality of conversation there. Um, so, 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 I mean, would you say that you treat every network differently? I mean, how, how would you treat, say, Facebook um, compared with Google+. Plus?
1: Oh, yeah, d- definitely I, I will treat every network differently because the audience... That your followers or fans or whatever whatever the the word is will use for each network is going to be different uh, the mechanism is different obviously twitter famously has 140 characters so there's a limitation to what you can do there but you can embed images even sound clips and video clips now um, facebook is very different and you know even the mechanisms such as hashtags work on most platforms but not on linkedin so there used to be in the kind of bad old days you know when i when i was starting on social media and messing around with all these things i thought it was a great idea to you know cross post to all the networks at one time yeah. you know this would save a lot of time i would cross post to twitter facebook and a lot of people were doing that and then i realized that was really stupid yeah. <laughs> because um every network is different and it, it's it just looks it it looks spammy if i put a if I put a tweet on Facebook or LinkedIn, it just doesn't work. in my. It, certainly to me, it doesn't.
0: No, I completely agree with that. The, the thing is, though, um, prior to social media, I mean, the, social media really started to, to hit in about 2007 or so uh, from a marketing perspective. And prior to that, I- internet marketers were into RSS. And I, I believe that um, marketers viewed social media as another syndication opportunity mm. rather than actually a real... Um, community um, building opportunity—is uh, that the way that you feel as well? Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I'm still a big RSS fan. I mean, I, I hate to admit it, but I, 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 it's an it's an old technology, but it's still being used very much today. We might not know, or a lot of people might not know what RSS is, mm. but and I still I still use RSS to connect to certain networks. It only really makes sense with Twitter, um, but as long as you don't just become a one-way communication machine and just let it to run its course, you, you do need to then engage with people as well. So I think with all these, I mean, I know we're going to talk about tools a lot to, uh, today, but I think with all these tools, you need to switch, keep your brain switched on and make sure that you are treating, treating, it, treating people as human beings and tre- treating your Twitter account not like an automation tool.
0: That 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 kind of brings me to uh, the number of people that you follow on Twitter and how you manage that because you follow forty thousand people on Twitter. <laughs> so <laughs> how how do you actually manage to keep it personal and and follow that number of people then?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a funny one. I mean, how, where do I start with that? Um, because it it is incredibly important to keep that human interaction. So this is where the power of Twitter lists comes comes into play. Right. I follow a lot of people because. I don't well there's a number of things I don't follow everyone back who follows me I but I, I do follow a lot of people back because I, I want to I don't want to kind of close the door on you know situations and relationships so I will follow a lot of people back and but when I get to my Twitter stream it is an absolute nightmare you know it's just there's so much there but occasionally I will see a really a great tweet um i will see a good conversation going on and when that happens i will then move that person on over to one of my twitter lists so i've got two main twitter lists i've got a local list those are all the people that are in my area that i want to engage with and i've also got i call it i, I think i call it my seriously social awesome sorry it sounds very cheesy but that's my other twitter list and that's with all the people that i really don't want to miss i, don't, I want to make sure that i'm following everything that they say and they're the two main lists that I go to. So I see all the tweets from those people on mm. a regular basis. And then if I want to zoom out and see everyone, then I can do that. So I think it's the best of both worlds um, doing that. And it, it means that, you know, I, d- I don't do this on an aggressive manner, but th- the more people I follow, the m- the more people will follow me back. And it's a, it's been part of the reason why I've been able to build up a quite a big follower base. Not that number of followers is everything, but it's uh, it's certainly... It's, i think it, it can be a positive thing
0: yeah no it's it's interesting and i've i've wrestled with that as well at the moment i'm kind of doing the opposite i'm following just over 200 uh people uh, maybe i've got about 1500 people following me so um obviously nowhere near yourself you know but um happy enough with that at the moment and um you never know my strategy might change at some point in the future but uh we'll see
1: well, I, there's no right or wrong. And you've got to do what you feel comfortable with. I've I've set up a system that works for me. Um, inevitably, it, there was a lot of noise, but Twitter lists and using a few different tools helps me keep um, cutting through that noise and listening into those conversations that I really want to listen to.
0: One other thing you link to from your Twitter profile is Vine, actually, and, and you've created loads of Vine videos as well. Is is that just for fun, or is is that just um, a, a serious business thing?
1: Well, that's bizarre. I, I just I mean I just uh, recently when I went back to Twitter, it asked me if I wanted to connect my Vine profile to Twitter. So I thought, oh well, you know why not? Let's do that. And I can't believe. I mean, I I, I don't use Vine really at all these days. I think I used it when it came out, and I messed around with it a few times. And I can't remember on my Twitter profile, but it says that there's loads of loops. A lot of people have viewed those over time. So I think it's probably because I was an early adopter and people have watched my Vines because they're not that amazing. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> that's not something so, I've ever got into. Is, is, is it just for personal fun, though? You you haven't actually done it for, for a business perspective, really?
1: Well, not really. I mean, maybe kind of I've done it a little bit when I've gone to social media conferences. I've taken a few little silly little snippet, snippet, snippets. Whatever the word is, <laughs> oh, vinelets. Um, so yeah, I've done I've done that a few times. Uh, but yeah, it's a, this is an interesting one, isn't it? I think the I'm going to use a big word now is it juxtaposition between mm. personal life and business life. And because I I work with my dad, there's just two of us, and, and there is this blurring between what I do as a business and what I want to express as 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 a human being um and this 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 is interesting when we look at the different networks so twitter is is very much you know whatever's going you know business personal facebook is more personal in my opinion but i do share some business stuff on there my facebook page is purely business linkedin is purely business there's a blurring um blurring of the line sometimes on these networks and it's it's i don't think all of us get it right and maybe there is no right or wrong i don't know
0: yeah i mean it, it seems to change all the time. And of course, um, social networks bring out different services as time goes by as well. I mean, to begin with, Facebook obviously just had the profile and everyone was using the profile for, for business purposes. And then they brought out pages a couple of years later and then everyone thought, OK, we have to be here. And then uh, what's your thoughts on the reduction of organic reach to pages? Are, are pages still worthwhile focusing on?
1: Depends on your business, but yeah, I think they are purely because the Facebook advertising system is so powerful. Once you get your head around it, right. um, and that's, that's the key because so many businesses are going on there. They're probably hitting, clicking on the boost, bu- boost post button, and then seeing they're not getting any results. But once, you, once you get your head around it and once you're using it powerfully, it, it can be amazing. Um, but yeah, it is, the, it, it is a bit depressing. I'll be honest, uh, <laughs> Because I mean, it used to be what was it about twenty percent reach? It mm. used to be, and, and now it's kind of getting down to the fours the five percent. And but ultimately, you know, Facebook is wanting to deliver quality content that people are interested in. So you know, I think a lot of page owners are failing in 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 creating content that people are interested in. And also, there is this you know this whole content shock uh, concept, which is what Mark Schaefer coined the word a couple of years ago i think now where we there was just so much content and i've noticed this on comments on my blog i'm getting less comments than i used to do because oh, there's yeah. just so much so much content being delivered that that people are just thinking oh i can't cope you know which is a real challenge for us marketers
0: yeah and i'm also seeing even more spam now with uh, comments on, on blogs as well um, i've actually turned my comments off for anything that's older than 14 days now so I'm 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 testing that.
1: Well, that's interesting. Well, you see, I, I would struggle with that because I think about most of my traffic goes to my evergreen content. There's an article I wrote four years ago, and it gets ten thousand unique view, uh, yeah, unique views per month, wow. and there's still, there's still it's. I, I treat my comments as a kind of a community. Really, there's still people commenting today, some really quite good comments, but keeping on top of spam is a huge problem. I I did discover a a plugin and I've forgotten what it's called uh, it'll come back to me I think it's WP Spam Shield right uh, and I use that in conjunction with Akismet mm. and it's pretty much got rid of all my spam okay so that- I, I- to get, get any of that
0: now. There was one that I was using that obviously wasn't working that well, so maybe maybe, maybe I need to, to revisit that possibly. But social media management for um, small business owners, actually. Is it enough um, for small business owners to actually be managing their social media directly via the native apps and the native dashboards? Or do you think um, it's necessary for really any size of business to be using third-party tools to, to manage their social media effectively?
1: That's a good question. I think to begin with, it is probably okay to start natively posting, because, particularly with Facebook, because there are some things that you can't do on a social media management tool, uh, such as uh, mentioning other people, other pages, for example. Although I think it can be done on a few, uh, there are a few workarounds when it comes to that. But um, getting your head around how the platforms work natively, I think is a good place to start. But once you want to do... Once you start to build up more engagement, it becomes more difficult to manage, uh, particularly if you've got a presence on more than one network. So if you're if you're on Facebook and Twitter, uh, um, toggling between the two can be difficult. So using a tool enables certainly enables me to get through all my mentions or my comments very very quickly, and I, and I can monitor what is happening. Uh, what you know what the conversations are on a day by day basis can I do that natively yes but what I'm really looking for and what I think a lot of businesses are looking for is is are ways to enhance your productivity and being more efficient because we're spending a huge amount of time on social media and ultimately are we getting the returns on that and uh, I think social media management tools can help in that process
0: so would your recommendation in terms of the tool used change quite significantly depending on the size of the business, you know, a, a small business versus a, a big business?
1: I think, it, yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, really, there's there's no one perfect tool, I, I'm afraid to say. You know, there is, there is, I think we all want this. I mean, I kind of joke about it being the one tool that rules them all. You know, we're wanting this tool that does absolutely everything. And I think all the tool vendors are trying to say, yeah, our tool does everything. You know, go come to us. You know, Hootsuite in particular it tries to be that. I've got nothing against Hootsuite, but it it does try and do everything. And for some people, some businesses, Hootsuite will be a perfect fit. For others, it won't be. And so it's really a case of looking and checking to see what your priorities are and whether the tool it fits the bill.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the same across a few industries and especially at the corporate level. You've got other tools such as marketing automation tools that, that, that try and cover absolutely everything. But if you really compare and contrast what they can do, you can probably get a better job done by knitting different tools together. But obviously that involves some Technical know-how and understanding of marketing at a at a very deep le- level, so it's 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 tough for people to make a decision in terms of software.
1: Oh, it it definitely is. I mean, I, thankfully for me, I I actually enjoy <laughs> looking at all these. I think a lot of people think, oh, please no, but I I do enjoy it looking at what all the different tools do and trying to to find a system that works for me. I also find it interesting looking at people's businesses and seeing, you know, let's let's look at your business and how you work and what what are the best tools that we can use to help you in your business. So yeah, it's it, it is a tricky one and I think try and look at what it is that you're wanting to do, what you're wanting to achieve and then let's look at what tools are going to help you with that. That's that's how I would tackle it.
0: And in terms of posting style, I think you mentioned the word uh, authentic. Now, um, what, what would you say are some of the common mistakes that you see at the moment in terms of posting style, perhaps frequency and and tone used in the different social networks at the moment?
1: Oh, that's tricky. Um, I mean, th- I think things have kind of improved over the past few years, or maybe they haven't. Maybe I'm just seeing. Maybe the people I'm following are kind of learning.
0: You create <laughs> your own world, don't you?
1: <laughs> I think you do. Um, well, I, I'll tell you one one thing that really annoys me or really frustrates me. And but before I say that, I will say that initially I did this. So when I say it's annoying, I, I you know we all learn from our mistakes. But that is the on Twitter the automated direct message. Mm-hmm. And when I joined Twitter, and the, you know they. St- there were all these apps that were being developed because Twitter was very much at the beginning was an open platform and developers could create these really cool apps that did stuff. So there, were, there was a way that you could, when someone followed you, you could send them a direct message that said, thank you for following me. Check out my Facebook page. And it seemed like a really good idea because, yeah, you know, you're saving time. But it, it was certainly after a, maybe a couple of months of this happening, people just think, "Well, this is an automated message. You know, you're not really interested in me." And some since then, some research showed that if, if you employ this practice, your unfollow rate is going to increase by over two hundred percent. People are actually going to unfollow you because of this automated message yeah. on, a, on a daily basis. I get probably. Oh, dozens of these maybe. I, I don't know, I, I haven't really counted. I actually wrote a spam filter. This is the web developer in me. I, I actually wrote a spam filter for Twitter to delete these um, automated messages because it was doing my head in it. because it basically meant that my inbox on Twitter became unusable. It was just all these uh, direct messages. So I think that that is one, it, it's when you start to automate engagement, I think that's where the problem arises. Automation is great, but when you start to kind of automate the engagement and the relationships, it's just right. Just, okay. it, it's just obvious what, and it it just doesn't. It shows that you don't really care, or it gives that impression.
0: So I guess that's probably one of the main challenges of following so many people, because obviously you're giving them the right to direct message you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, yeah, for me, that's that's definitely a, a downer, <laughs> um, <laughs> but. but but, but yeah, I mean I, I suppose I'm following these people who are so if somebody follows me back, I check them out, they're in the marketing industry or they're interested in something similar to me. They look interesting. I follow them. And yeah. then five minutes later, thank you for following me. Yeah. You know. And Absolutely. so yeah, it, it's I but potentially because I'm um, you know being in in marketing I, I get a lot of that
0: I I tell you what frustrates me as well actually in uh, for LinkedIn um because I've got um I think nearly 4, four about 5000 contacts on on LinkedIn and um if I accept someone I'm I if if someone is looks interesting then I'll um accept them but if the first message that I get from them will be thanks for connecting. This is what I do. And that's all I get from them. You know, nothing to do with um, just forming a relationship. First of all, I'll, I'll, you know, unconnect there or whatever the setting is. <laughs> Did you have that kind of issue as well with LinkedIn?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, LinkedIn really don't make that they kind of create a lot of the problems because when you when you sign up for LinkedIn, the first thing that they ask you to do is to send connection requests to everyone in your address book mm. and you haven't even created your profile yet i mean it's it's silly and then you send out all these automate these automated bulk um connection requests which are non-unpersonalized they don't really show any in, don't really kind of demonstrate that you're interested in these people uh, so that's the first problem but yeah i mean then you get these kind of sales the automated linkedin messages afterwards and I, LinkedIn's big. There are some huge problems on LinkedIn. We're getting, um, in you know, inappropriate photos on on LinkedIn. I've, heard. I mean, I haven't received these, okay. but I, I know some people that are getting some dodgy imagery on on uh, LinkedIn now. And and so they yeah, it's an interesting one. It, it seems that there's potentially a problem that LinkedIn needs to sort out.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, let's um uh, kind of segue into the um, second sec- section of our discussions. That focuses more on your your thoughts on where digital marketing has been, where it's going, and um, hopefully getting some specific software recommendations from you. So starting off with... Software I couldn't live without. Um, so what software do you currently use in your own business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success?
1: This is a really hard one because I, I could give you a massive long list. Um, I mean, there's there's tools such as Gmail. I, I recently migrated everything over to Gmail. I, and I know that's taken me ages, but uh, Gmail definitely. And WordPress. So my blog is hosted with um, or uses WordPress. So I love WordPress. So those, but in particular, Gmail and WordPress would be ones that I could not live without. But there's a few other ones I wanted to mention, such as or IFTTT, sure. which is an automation tool that en- enables you to connect more than one tool together or network together. Uh, and I've got quite a few systems in place that if you were to take if from me, I would cry because it really solves a lot of problems um, and time, really.
0: Have I you have. tried Zapier as well?
1: Yeah, I've got, I actually have Zapier as well. Okay. Um, but I was a bit reluctant because you have to pay for it. Right. Well, you have <laughs> to pay for it, but in order to kind of get much use out of it. Um, but Zapier is great. It's kind of... Uh, I mean, I assume you use it. Is that?
0: Yeah, I, I, I've, I've used it a bit. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, but it's kind of like um, if Ift blows your mind, then Zapier really will.
0: Yeah, it's just tying all the APIs together from different um, providers.
1: Yeah, it's it is great and it is mind boggling. I mean, one of the things about Ift I like is that they give you all the recipes. They you you can see what other people have created, and that's the way my mind works. I like to see how other people have created stuff, and then I think, oh, okay, that's a really good idea. Let's tweak that. And so, yeah, I I I use Ift and Zapier with two other tools, Feedly and Buffer. And Feedly is how I consume all my all the content and it's how I keep up to date with what's happening in social media marketing. So that is, it's basically what replaced Google Reader. It's an RSS reader or it's just a feed reader. Yeah, that you can keep up to date with things. And I connect that with with Buffer. So whenever I see an article that I'm interested in, I will then um, add that to Buffer, which will schedule that out to Twitter. So I do, I'm able to share, content that i find really interesting with my followers on twitter and i find that useful
0: and is that just the free version of buffer you're using or is that the paid version
1: i do the paid one because it's i mean it's only 10 well all these add up that's the problem Mm. but ten dollars a month for the what do you call it the awesome plan i think and uh, that also integrates with pinterest as well which is great okay so um and there is one other time i'll add one more yes go
0: for it go for it (laughs)
1: Uh, And I'm my recent convert to, we were talking about social media management tools. The the one that I use is Agora Pulse. So I've used quite a few of the others. Um, A social media management tool for me does try, it does do scheduling, uh, engagement, monitoring. It does all of these things. And Agora Pulse does does all of those things, really. But I use that particularly for engaging with or responding to all my mentions and uh, comments. And I can go through them it very, very quickly. It treats them like an inbox. So as soon as I respond to a tweet or a, a comment on Facebook, they disappear from view. So I can go through all my comments and get that um, kind of nice inbox zero feeling very quickly, which is great. Saves me a lot of time.
0: Okay, great. And if um, listeners can uh, go back to episode 125 of Digital Marketing Radio and listen to um, an interview with uh, Emmerich Erno. He's the founder of Angora Pulse, of course so um that that was a good uh, discussion i had um but here's a slightly more challenging question so what piece of software don't you use but you've heard good things about and you intend to try at some point in the near future yes this is a difficult one okay
1: well i'm i need to do something about my mailing list i've i've i have to say i've not been great i've i've been okay and i've been building that over time but i need to get more professional with my mailing list. And I've been using MailChimp for years. It's absolutely fine. I've got nothing against it. It does a lot of good stuff. But I think I need to move to the next level. And I'm still not sure, but I'm looking, I'm kind of maybe deciding between ConvertKit or ActiveCampaign. I'm thinking of going towards ActiveCampaign, but I haven't tried it yet. It's obviously a lot more complicated um but i keep hearing good things about both of those
0: you can um get a free demo of active campaign um, so, so, that might be worthwhile trying out. Um, there's a couple of people, uh, including Emmerich, actually, that um, said in terms of software he was thinking of moving to, he mentioned Active Campaign as well. So, um, oh, I'll have to sure. have a chat with him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that's going to sway you. But let's move on to. I wish I would have. So, I'd like you to look back in the very first day that you're involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently?
1: Well, I have to say when I started my business I didn't want to admit this but I treated it really as a bit of a hobby it was a bit of fun and I think it took me a long time to realize that and a long time to realize that I needed to turn professional I needed to focus completely on that and so I did say earlier that I trained as a professional singer I was so I was doing that I was also teaching singing but That was bringing in some money, but I wasn't able to focus completely on my business, on my agency, on my marketing side of the business because I was enjoying the singing side as well. So it wasn't really until I had to make the decision, look, in order to make this work, in order to make my business successful, I've got to focus totally on that. So I had to make the difficult decision to to stop all the pretty much all the rest of what I was doing and focus totally on that. The problem is... I enjoy the comfy chair. and I think the comfy chair, as Monty Python kind of said, it's, it is a bit of an in- instrument of torture. I think it <laughs> slowly robs you of your, of your focus. And so that's really what, what I'd say that I wish I had have got out of my ear on. But this, this last year or so, uh, joining a couple of masterminds, going to these conferences that I've been part of, have completely changed that. And I definitely would recommend people do that.
0: Okay, well, I mean, you certainly brought it back to the the present there, and, and in relation to that, what marketing activity is actually working best for you at the moment?
1: Well, yeah, it is, it is those relationships that I built. I mean, I, I made, I was, I, I was wanting to go to social media marketing world for years and years and years. Well, it's only been ongoing going for uh, for three years, but I, when it came out, when it started, I wanted to go, but it was in San Diego. I live in the UK. That's a long way away. Yeah. It's expensive. And I kept on thinking of all the reasons why it wasn't a good idea. And then I just said, right, enough's enough. I'm gonna go. And that was the best decision. It was a long way away. So, but I met all the people that I knew online that that I'd built relationships with digitally, I suppose. And I met them in person. And from that, so many amazing things have happened um, in terms of growing my moving my business forward. So I think. That's not forgetting the fact that I did so much hard work before that, building these relationships over the years and years and years, but actually meeting them in person um, really changed things for me. So I think, actually, although I'm very much into social media tools and the digital side of things, actually meeting people in person um, has really changed changed things for me.
0: Interesting. And I, I suppose the fact that you had to fly over there and spend a lot more money than someone from California would have to spend to go there probably made you use every single minute of your time as productively as as you possibly could when you went over there
1: yeah i think you're right yeah i i don't like spending money but um (laughs) but yeah when you do uh it really does make you (laughs) make sure that you're not wasting your time and it gets you out of that comfy chair again so yeah
0: Okay, well, uh, moving on to... The this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions, just two rules here. Try not to think about the answer too much, and you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion. Okay, okay. Okay. (whistles) Email or Twitter? Email. Audio or video? Audio. Affiliate or display advertising? Affiliate. Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook online press releases or one-on-one relations
1: one-on-one relations
0: paid search or seo seo email contact form or telephone number
1: email contact form
0: website or app website social subscriber or email subscriber
1: email subscriber
0: and local marketing or global marketing
1: global marketing
0: you had your both. You could have used that in the, in the I last. F- one.
1: I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I was allowed to say both. I would. I mean, the Facebook, Google Plus one was the difficult because I would have said I meant to say both for that.
0: That so. was the biggest struggle. Yes. Yeah. Um, most people are just so definitive. Facebook, um, apart from Martin sheverington but um, <laughs> oh well. Yeah.
1: Well, that's different, isn't it? But yeah, I, 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 I have. Oh, I don't know. I, I have a kind of place and place in my heart for Google Plus. It's, it's, lo- it's a lovely place, but it's just. I uh,
0: will it be a lovely place in two years' time, do you think?
1: I hope so. Well, the people I mean, people like Martin Shervington are there. So, I mean, although he's kind of on Facebook a little bit now, he's kind of diversifying. So, we'll see. But, um, yeah, I still go to Google Plus and I still have a lot of love for it. And there's still these conversations going on there. So, I will still go back.
0: That $10,000 question. So, if I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success?
1: yeah uh well i think for me i i want to do everything myself and that is a that that is a problem so i i need to i need to go down the probably the virtual assistant route i need to get it get structures and systems in place uh, and that's going to take resources that's going to take time in order to then be able to get a va to help me with these things so things like um resources assets and uh getting doing all the kind of things that i i'm doing myself which i probably shouldn't be doing on a day-to-by-day basis
0: a wise investment you should give chris ducker a shade <laughs> i will
1: <laughs> um we're reading his book it's been it's been great i've, uh, I've got i've got to get I've, I've got to
0: get on to that um i've i've interviewed him a couple of times so i should have i've read his book already but um i'm sorry chris I'll it's get time
1: you need, you need to get a virtual assistant to read the book for you
0: that's a good thought yes <laughs>
1: my number one takeaway
0: well Ian, you've offered so much great advice in a conversation but what's the number one takeaway what's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their businesses
1: i've kind of covered this already but i'm really into tools tools are fantastic they can save you so much time they can solve problems but they're not going to they're not going to solve all your problems and ultimately relationships are key so don't when you get behind your computer or your smartphone don't forget the relationships because build those relationships those strong relationships because you never know what's going to happen and if it possible try and meet them in person these people that you've you've met so go to conferences create um situations where you can meet these people in in um in face to face
0: yeah wonderful advice well that takes us to the end of our discussion today so thank you so much for your time your advice What's the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what you do?
1: Yeah, well you can go to my website, which is iag.me, and Twitter's probably the quickest and easiest way to uh, get in contact. So that's just iag.me, iag.dot.me.
0: Great stuff. Well, thanks to Ian, and thank you, dear listener, too. Uh, so, if you enjoyed what Ian shared today, here's how you can help: go to your friend's iPhone and go to the podcast app and search for Digital Marketing Radio. Click on the show, and then hit the subscribe button and make them listen too. Finally, I'm also hosting another live show every Friday called This Week in Organic. So head over to thisweekinorganic.com to find out more about that. But that's all for now. Until we meet again, adios, and thanks again, Ian. Um, Great show. Thank you.